Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Recorded live. This is uh, technical difficulties. Uh, I hope we find the uh, on uh, I see uh, you're out there. I don't know if uh, your line short and. Uh, Hopefully, uh, Brother Aries will be joining us uh, in a minute, and hopefully some folks will be able to uh, call in. Uh, If you can hear this, I guess you're on the line. But uh, the call-in number is uh, 724-444-7444. A lot of fours. And then uh, I believe you... Use one three eight seven one three pound as the uh, pin. So uh, today is uh, July twenty ninth, twenty fifteen, and uh, we're in the middle of uh, summer here. Uh, it's finally kind of starting to feel like summer a little bit getting some humidity and uh, other stuff going on here. But uh, not complaining, not complaining. I want to make sure that uh, folks are on the line before I kind of get started here. But uh, if you're with us, uh, just please uh, be patient and bear with us. We try to get things together here, and uh, as I said, hopefully uh, some other folks will be joining in along with us. Uh, uh, yeah, a lot of things going on as usual. And uh, I'm going to try to touch on things uh, and see if I can uh, get my co-host uh, linked in here. And uh, let him know where he is. Just give me a second as I try to uh, multitask here. And uh, it's unfortunate we don't have the opportunity to have uh, music kind of lined up here to kind of uh, take the monotony away from the silence, but we got to do what we got to do. 
Okay. Uh, I'm really getting uh, severely technically challenged here. I have uh, my desktop on that has uh, where the chat is happening, and uh, then I have a uh, my MacBook uh, making a call. And uh, this is only my second show on talk show, so I'm trying to get used to uh, the different type of format that they have here. It's a little different than uh, blog talk, and even blog talk has changed what they were doing and uh, really got pissed off with them. And uh, although I still have some time, from my last uh, payment, I really don't even want to mess with them people. I really don't. Uh, anyway, trying to access uh, the screen here. Okay. Let me, uh, let me, hmm. Let me uh let me see if I can do something here. I'm gonna try let me try something here. See if I can uh add add call straight through my Skype. Uh oh boy. It's always difficult, uh, and I apologize. Got a late start here. Had to uh, go into Brooklyn from Newark and uh, kind of uh, ran into a little time problem on the trains, and so it really kind of got me in the mix. So, anyway, let me see. Hmm. Okay, uh, peace to, uh, I see somebody signed in as uh, on the line. Uh, I don't know if you have a question or comment, but you're welcome to uh, speak. I believe the line is open. So, uh, Anybody who can hear this, uh, please uh, 
acknowledge that you can hear me by saying something so that I know we are on live and uh, everything is kind of going the way it should be. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes, I do. Okay. Peace. Peace, brother. Nelly. Okay. Peace, brother. How are you? I'm all right. How are you doing? Uh, so you finally made it. I was trying to see if I could call you uh, to uh, connect you into the line. Uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, this is only the second use of uh, TalkShoe, and uh, it was really kind of a rush last minute. Uh, just got in the house and trying to scramble to get things set up and uh, have to uh, prepare better for the next one. Uh but uh yeah, I'm glad uh you're on the line. Uh yeah, we okay. All right. Let's see brother Carl, uh Carl is on the line also. Uh so uh yeah, I tried to send out a little blast. Uh, I know there was a couple of people I was uh dialoguing with on Facebook uh last night uh who were kinda in uh discussion around should people support the uh, Million Man March scheduled for 10-10-2015 with uh, the Nation of Islam, Minister Farrakhan? So uh, there's a lot of uh, back and forth around that, and hopefully we'll get to get into that a little bit. Uh, most of us already know about what happened to... Uh, Sister Sandy, Sandra, Bland, and and uh, uh, I think it's Wall. I'm not sure the name of the town. Wall, Wall, something. Uh, Texas, which is maybe about 40 minutes outside of uh, Houston, where she was arrested and uh, supposedly found. Uh, asphyxiated. I, I don't even know what the story is anymore. Uh, I know at one point it was uh, she committed suicide. She had hung herself. Uh, and then, I don't know, something about a plastic bag and, you know, just on and on and all kinds of foolishness that really doesn't seem to uh, make a lot of sense Uh and then regardless to whatever the story is, the bottom line is she was in the custody of uh, this uh, law enforcement agency, and they are responsible for her life. So uh, stories, there's no need for them. All, all I want to know is who is going to be putting their head on the chopping block and paying for this dastardly crime. Uh, the other case is uh, Kendra. Oh, man. Uh, young sister Kendra, 10 years old, supposedly hung by a bedsheet inside of a jail cell. Uh, Kendra Chapman, that's her name. Uh, Another case, 
that I believe uh, came to my attention was another sister in Ohio. Uh, I'll tell you in a minute what part of Ohio that was. Yeah, I know it's depressing. Say, say it again. Yeah, I know, but brother, it's depressing just even bringing up names because it's been about. Yeah, I mean, it's black. like every day is something new, and you know. It's been all five uh, black women within the past two weeks, which is, or which is. It's yeah, you know, it's crazy. Uh, this is a a 37 year old sister. Ralph Kina, R-A-L-K-I-N-A, Jones, who uh, they are saying was found dead in her Sunday, according to Cleveland Heights police officials. Jones was arrested Friday in domestic violence and assault charges stemming from an incident with an ex-spouse According to a Cleveland Heights Police Department news release, Jones appeared lethargic Saturday evening and was transported to HealthSpan facility near the jail. She was uh, evaluated by medical personnel and released to the Cleveland Heights jail later that night. So that's all uh, I had gotten a chance to see from uh, getting that story yesterday. And uh, I believe that came through uh, WBLS, uh, which is in New York, uh, which is uh, one of the radio stations here that has been on for a long time. And uh, I guess they do have some news feed that still comes through. I remember a time when uh, radio stations used to have almost like every half an hour uh, news or at least once an hour, uh, the news was uh, given to the people so we could know what the hell is going on uh, with each other. And uh, now it's like it barely comes through and we have uh, clowns to uh, basically uh, make jokes about anything that they hear that they want to consider news and it's almost to their discretion as to uh, some of the stories that come through. The latest story today is a 42-year-old mother of eight children found dead in her jail cell Monday, and her name is Raynette Turner, who had been arrested Saturday for allegedly shoplifting and had been taken to the Mount Vernon Police Department to be pending her arraignment. For those who don't know, Mount Vernon is a suburb of the New York City area. Uh, 
kind of on the uh, border of the Bronx in regards to uh, New York City area. Uh, The story goes on to say, on Sunday, she began to complain of feeling ill and was taken to the hospital for treatment. But when she was released, afterwards, back into the care of the prison, now they're saying prison, usually you go to jail, so I don't know what prison they're talking about. And this, once again, is coming through WBLS 107.5. There was no indication of foul play. And officials noted that she had recently had a bariatric surgery and had a history of hypertension. A medical examiner will soon conduct an autopsy to find the cause of death. And it ends, we're praying for the Turner family. This is happening too often now. And this, once again, was uh, Shayla uh, from uh, WBLS radio station. Hello? 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 Can you hear me? Peace, Aries, you still there? Hello? Okay. Hey, uh, oh, okay. Uh, brother Nett? Brother yeah, yeah, uh, Brother Carl. Hey, what's up, man? Hotel, I, I, I've been here. I think you're disconnected for a minute. Yeah, yeah, I got bumped off uh, uh, back on. Uh, I think Aries might have... Uh, I don't know. You know, you never know. Sometimes if <laughs> if you yeah. if you disconnected or you know the other person disconnected. So anyway, uh, yeah, we're back. Uh, hopefully, uh, brother, call back in. Yeah. 
So, uh, yeah, uh, we're just kind of going over these cases. But as I was saying, uh, I'm thankful to those who make an effort to share these type of stories with us so uh, our people can have a sense of what's going on. I know I would like to know what's going on. Some people are like, you know, oh, I heard about that yesterday. Okay, well, why didn't you share the information with, you know, People you know, you know, I, you know. I don't, I don't understand us sometimes. It, it doesn't make sense that we uh, kind of have this sense of uh, like we living in a bubble or something, and unless something uh, affects us personally, it doesn't concern us. Uh, just got just got off just got off got on the train to uh, coming home and uh, get on at the first stop World Trade Center and everybody wants to act like musical chairs they don't care if somebody got a cane if they're in a wheelchair if they got a baby if they're you know seniors you know whatever. Uh, they just want to jump in a seat and then uh, open up their newspaper or something, act like they can't see nothing. So uh, I managed to get a seat. And so here's a woman with a baby, you know, so Latina woman. So she's uh, standing a distance away. So I loudly said, uh, excuse me, miss, would you like a seat? So, you know, people often, you know, they shy away from, you know, uh, you know, wanting. Okay, you still there, brother? Yeah, I'm still here. Oh, okay, okay. I'm I'm just watching my screen here. Uh, so, uh, anyway, uh, finally convinced her to to come and take my seat, and then. Uh, Caucasian guy decided to get up and he gave me his seat. For those who don't know, yeah, I walk with a king. So, uh, so anyway, uh, but it's like for the most part, most people didn't even look up. It's like uh, unless you smack them in their face to get their attention, they want to pretend that they don't hear anything, they're oblivious. They assume that anybody who speaks loud is like uh, running some kind of scam, either they're begging for money or they're crazy and, you know, they want to preach about something. And, you know, I thought about it. You know what? Uh, I think I'm going to start going around and, and start just. Oh, my gosh, my brother. I hate to cut you off, but I was thinking <laughs> the same exact thing this morning on the train. Continue. Sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, it's a great mountain thing I like, and the energy is there because on the train this morning, I thought the exact same thing, my brother, but go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh-huh. I just got excited because that was, that was like, oh, my God, that was, that was crazy. But go ahead. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I mean, New York trains are a little bigger and, uh, I, I I see people, I, I tend to see people more courteous in New York and more considerate in New York 
than they are in, in, you know, a lot of these clowns that's in Jersey, you know, and I'm talking about the, uh, the uh, Yorubo in particular. And for those who don't know who Yorubo are, it's uh, kind of the same thing as saying the Krakens, you know, those uh, Caucasian folks who are definitely uh, maintaining mentalities that don't give a shit about nobody but them, and uh, do nothing to, you know, help uh, people who are not of their ilk. And so, anyway, uh, that's that's usually what happens. And uh, <laughs> uh, you know, and 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 like I said, in this particular situation, in Caucasian man, he was probably, I don't know, maybe about my age, maybe a little younger. He got up and he offered me his seat, you know. So I thanked him for it, you know, no no thing, you know. But for the many uh, jackasses that, you know, just are like that. I mean, I've even seen, you know, them be so inconsiderate to their own. Uh, I, I saw one morning I was going to work several years back a uh, Caucasian woman who passed out on the train. And, you know, this motherfucking crackhead standing up there reading the newspaper like, you know, so fucking what? You know, and, you know, they don't give a fuck. You know, uh, I'm on my way to work or whatever, and, uh, you know, it's a fucking problem, you know. I mean, uh, people, I think, are being bred, trained, and programmed into uh, having a don't-give-a-shit attitude so that when something happens to uh, us, just like what we're just talking about, these four sisters whose lives are now gone and you can't even express any kind of uh, feeling about it or share the story or, you know what I'm saying, or, you know, even hit a fucking like on on Facebook. You know what I'm saying? The, the littlest of shit. You know, you can't even do that because you got your head so far stuck up in your ass because you've been programmed by uh, fucking TV, movies, and all this other fucking petty bullshit it ain't going to fucking benefit you in no motherfucking form or fashion. And the people who really give a shit about you are the ones that's fucking dying. And you can fucking say and do nothing. You know, that's that's the sad part about it. But but like you said, brother, yeah, uh, you know, it just came across my mind. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get up and say, uh, yeah, you know, with a loud voice. Yeah, I'm going to preach, and it ain't about no religion. It ain't about God. It ain't about, uh, you know, I need some money or, I, you know, I'm homeless or I'm in shelter. You know, I just want to tell y'all motherfuckers about yourself, and y'all need to wake the fuck up, you know, because what's happening here is not a good motherfucking thing. And it's just a matter of time before, you know, you become the next motherfucking victim and... You know, if you have a breath left in your body, you might think, you know, oh yeah, I remember when that when that when that man got up and he said what he said, 
Now I know what the fuck he meant. You know? But uh, you know, I'm 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 not on here to you know do a monologue or nothing, and you know, like I said, hopefully, uh, you know, some other folks will join. Uh, what's going on with with these uh, with our people around the country? And let me just add in that uh, I know there was a story. I didn't get to see a lot of the details uh, because. Initially, what was posted was uh, somebody from some local area news who just said, oh, this is the third account of uh, a church uh, receiving gunfire. You know, nobody was injured, but the church had been shot at, okay, multiple times, okay? And that was that was the third case in that particular area and I know when I when I went to look it up uh, I saw a link that said fourth situation okay so we not only have mass shootings and individual murders while people are in uh, police custody or whatever type of law enforcement, you know, where they're being housed, and uh, cases where uh, churches are being shot at. Uh, I remember, uh, I don't remember if I I verbalized it on uh, a couple of weeks ago on one of uh, the uh, blog talk programs, uh, or just posting something talking about the uh, de- the deacons for defense. So somebody, somebody got a little rumbling noise going on there. Oh, I, th- I think that's me, man. My bad. All right. Yeah. Hold 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 off on the potato chip. So I'll put it on mute for a second. <laughs> yeah, my bad. Uh, uh, uh the uh. The post or the uh, statement was what, well, the post was in regards to the deacons for defense, okay? For those who go to church, stop thinking that some Caucasian is going to walk through your doors and what, say, oh, I'm Jesus, and while you are on your knees and close your eyes to pray, he shoots you in the fucking head. Please stop it. I, you know, I I don't want to you know be like I'm bashing religion, but Christianity is the only religion that our people were given during the time of slavery, okay, and to maintain a gift. It's not even like it's a Trojan horse. You know what I'm saying? Well, it is a Trojan horse. It is. Because you've accepted it and, well, some of what was accepted was because people had no choice, okay? 
it was kind of like the Inquisition where you uh, testify or you state that you're a Christian and you believe in Christianity or you would be killed, okay? You are here now having the option of so-called free will, but you choose to maintain something that was given to you to keep you enslaved. What would make you think that the only good thing that your master gave you was Christianity? Think about it. How, how, how intelligent could that be? And even when you look at the concept, uh, George Carlin, right, the comedian who uh, is gone now, but he used to uh, talk about how uh, people believe in a God who's going to punish them if you break any one of the Ten Commandments and burn you in hell, but he loves you. How fucking ridiculous can that shit sound? How, you know, <laughs> you know, it's, it's just it's just manifest of uh, the schizophrenic Stockholm syndrome that we walk around with, uh, accepting things as if there's something good for us. Still craving masses love, brother. Still a lot of us craving masses love, and that's the problem. That's why people hold on to a lot of these religions and things like that. But and I not even say hold on to religions because one thing I always continue to, to, to feel is that regardless of whatever religion somebody's down with, right and right is, is wrong is wrong, regardless. And if you see a child who's being happy, regardless of what faith you might follow. It's a sin regardless to not speak up or, like you say, even to, 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 to I'm going to use it like what you were saying on the, on the train, but referring it to life, sitting down and putting the paper in front of you and acting like there's no life, nothing's happening in front of you. Mm-hmm. That's what you're doing right now. And some people might be using that religion, but it's like regardless of what you're using, look what's happening in front of you. Regardless of what what you're under, regardless of what you're underneath Christianity, regardless of what you're underneath, regardless of what you're following, Look at what's happening. Look at what's happening. And how could you possibly look at what's happening and not say that what's going on is wrong? That's why I really, it's hard for me to even really talk anymore because I feel like I'm being redundant saying the same things that we've been saying for the past six months now. Yeah, I mean, uh, <clears throat> I mean, uh, I, I would just say that people, we, we as a people have been conditioned for so long to uh, perform and react in certain ways that uh, it's it's like a, 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 a you know we 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 get a bag of uh, you know like walnuts and you know we could have a nutcracker but sometimes there's one that you know you can't you can't crack with one hand you got to take a fucking hammer. And, you know, hit that shit in the head, you know, to, uh, you know, kind of make it see. And, you know, I'm not saying we hit our people in the head, but 
I mean, that's kind of what's happening right now. We 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 are receiving these hits in the head with people losing their life, and we still not. Some of us are still not waking up. Some some people are waking up, but it's it's like it's it looks like it's a slow process. And you know, I guess because you know, no, the the revolution will not be televised. We we can't always know what's always going on in certain places. You know, if we're not there. If we're not sharing like we are now, uh, you know, on the Internet with other people on Facebook or YouTube or, you know, emails or, you know, whatever, you know, talking on the phone. If we're not sharing, you know, what's going on, sometimes we, we, we might not see the progress. Sometimes, you know, it, it's going on, you know, because the, the main thing is, is what's going on in people's minds. That's the, that's the real problem. You know, um, but uh, but uh, you know, all I can say is, you know, don't you know, don't don't give up hope, and we can't give up hope. You know, I mean, I, I felt pretty like, you know, you know, what the fuck, you know, what what the fuck am I sharing this shit for? You know, don't nobody say nothing. Then all of a sudden, oh, okay, here's Sandra Bland. I put up. Photo, uh, I am Sandy Bland, and put that for my profile. And all of a sudden now, oh, everybody hitting likes, people I don't even fucking know. Exactly. So, you know, it, it's, 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 it's some stuff happening. Because the first day it was like, you know, shit, y'all don't get it? You, do you hear what happened? And then it's like, you know, I just post a couple of more things, and, you know, and just... Keep on putting it on. You know, keep saturating it. Y'all talking about some stupid shit? Okay, here's Sandra Bland. Here's, here's uh, uh, Rakia Boyd. Here's, you know, here's the next one. Here's this one. You know, I'm going to put it in your face. I'm going to keep it in your face. You know, and eventually, you know, folks going to see it. You know? Yeah. Because then it's going to uh-huh. get to the point where it's got to it's gotta be confrontation. You don't like it? You want me to get the fuck out your face? Then make me, motherfucker. You know? Because if you feel like that, then you need to fucking die. Okay? And yeah, I, I, I have no problem with that. And if people want to act like, oh, well, that's just black-on-black crime. Fuck that. You know what I'm saying? Fuck that. Oh, indeed. Um, Can you hear me? Yes, sir. I couldn't agree more. I think what we have is reminds me of this uh, scene in uh, Cool Hand Luke, a failure to communicate. Sure. I don't think that we are able to communicate correctly. Um, as Malcolm said, that um, we've got an entity. I don't call them people. I call them an entity, a two-legged species, because they've molested everything on the on the planet. Um, these blonde-haired, blue-eyed species, um, many call Caucasians, whatever, whatever you want to, you know, label you want to put on them. Um, they clearly are sending a message, and unfortunately our communication skills are not necessarily up to par recently. Um, Their communication, they're communicating to us that they can kill us at will, marginalize us at will, exploit, gentrify, rape, and steal from us at will, and for some reason it might be that we need to replace our hearing aids, it might be that, you know, maybe there's something the you know the language barrier or something of that nature, but apparently we're not understanding the clear message that they're trying to send us. Um, they're doing it in several languages, and 
different modes uh, through their government, whether it's the interstate cross-check of uh, trying to marginalize and, you know, roll back the so-called voting rights, or if it's uh, these suspicious so-called deaths in prison cells, or even killing our children, as they're pretty adept at doing, Ayanna Jones, Jamar uh, Rice, and, you know, the, the, the list goes on. The rapings in Haiti, uh, the rapings in Central Africa by the French and the UN, and so clearly they're, they're, they're communicating to us loud and clear, but it's unfortunate. I don't think that our hearing skills are, are, are really open at this particular time. And as you said, they're continually putting it in our face. You know, here's another one. What are you going to do? Here's another one. What are you going to do? Um, clearly, I don't know that, you know, outside of, as you said, uh, for lack of a better term, paraphrasing, physical confrontation, I don't think that there's much in terms of um, talking or any verbal communication because they're, they're using different forms of communication, and those are physical, and it's ending our lives. I do think that maybe that they're trying to let us know that that's the only way that they talk. Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> it's, it's unfortunate that... Uh, we're not hearing, and uh, I think part of maybe the mentality, well, I'm, 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 I'm not speaking across the board, because I know just like what we saw in Baltimore, uh, there are especially a lot of young people who have seen, they know, they see it, and they are really usually the ones who do make revolution, the youth. Uh, Those of our people who are older, who have houses, who have cars, who have families that they think they are protecting in some form or fashion, no differently than uh, what was the, uh, the the mother of the boy that was in Baltimore that, you know, got whipped on the street. You know, uh, they think they are protecting their families by not letting them be exposed to people talking against what is going on because they pose more of a threat than those who are doing the violence against us. And so that warped sense of uh, really just fear is fear. It's nothing more than fear. And it's something that, you know, I mean, it's it's been whipped and in, in, in forced into, you know, the, the brain and the, in, in, in the body of our people. And, you know, more than just the physical body form, I mean, religion, the music, the movies, the TV shows, the magazines, the newspapers, all of it is, is 
geared towards demasculating us. And as we look at uh, all of this, disease that is growing for the, the gay agenda. It's all part of the demasculation of our brothers. And just to kind of touch on the Million Man March thing, I have some questions and things that I, I wrote down. Now, We've been talking about a code for several months and uh, standards and ethics that should be amongst our people to hold everybody from individual to leadership to organizations to businesses that exist around us all of them must be accountable on the same level, okay? Lying and all that shit, unacceptable, okay? Stealing from us, unacceptable. Murder of us, unacceptable. Selling out of us, unacceptable on whatever level be you out on the street as a little fucking snitch or you be somebody like uh, Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson okay I'm going to divert I'm going to be the the fifth column and I'm going to divert, sidetrack these Negroes to uh, do something that's going to uh fizzle out all the emotional anger that they have. Unacceptable. Now, we did talk about establishing a code and then giving a date where people had a, a chance to you know, if you if you did wrong, okay, you can be forgiven for some things. Some things are unforgivable. But if we decide to forgive you, if you cross the line after that, that's it. Ain't no turning back. That's I don't know, that's that's my view on how I would I would like to do it. And as I thought about this million more march, uh, I didn't go to the first one. I did go to the million more march, uh, which was, I guess, maybe about 10 years ago. And uh, the efforts for that was uh, along with uh, other organizations. So it wasn't like it was just, Farrakhan or the Nation of Islam calling it, but yet he held a lot of the responsibility for that. And what was supposed to come out of that did not 
gel into anything of any significant value, nor did anything from the first Million Man March. I've said time and time again, and for those who never heard it or whatever, there's a history of this person named Louis Farquhar, Louis Walcott, Minister Louis or Minister Louis X or uh, whatever, you know, he want to go by. But there's a history of... Hello? Yes. Steve. Yes. Yes. Who's calling? This is Keisha calling. I'm in Houston, Texas. Okay, peace. Okay, we know you are. I mean, you can give your your real name or whatever name you want to use for purposes of uh, security. You know me, I'm a Neb Sankita L. And uh, we have uh, uh, Brother Aries, you still there? Yes, I'm still here. Okay, Brother Aries in New York with with us and... uh, uh, Brother Percy, so we we representing kind of uh, coast to coast and a little bit of in between. So uh, we're just kind of going over uh, some of the things that have been happening of late. Uh, I don't know if you got a chance to see. Uh, I, I think it in a group, but I did share it. I think on my page, a fourth death in police custody of a 42-year-old mother of eight uh, on Monday. Yes, the lady in Mount Vernon. Right. And then there was another case in Ohio, uh, I think uh, I think they said Sunday, uh, that one came across, uh, I think, uh, what did I say, Cleveland, Ohio? <coughs> But we're just now kind of talking about how we have been talking about a code for several and uh, just now talking about those who have kind of already violated what we would consider standards that go against the people and people who are like sellouts and et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, my, my, my proposition was that a date is given for people to uh, straighten up the fly right and redeem for whatever wrongs they may have done. And after that point, there is no uh, turning back. Uh, just now talking about the Million Man March and what has happened uh, historically in the past, and I was just kind of giving my own uh, analysis of uh, what I have witnessed from and uh, anybody with this, uh, you know, I don't know if you're on the line, I can't really the people are on the line uh, in this particular you know, if you listen and you, you know, I, I want you to call. I want to dial with you. I want you to tell me what it is you see because to me it's like a lot of people are 
simply on emotional uh, feelings and very superficial values that have nothing to do with anything that's any principle uh, form of of uh, organizing and uh, doing things and relating, you know, to each other. You know, simply because somebody looks like you, uh, it doesn't mean they're on our side. It doesn't mean they're going to do something. Yes, Minister mm-hmm. Farrakhan ha- has the the ability, and th- and this is what really gets to me, that the people who have the ability to reach masses of our people never come with a plan or some kind of program that people can implement that can make a change and a difference in our communities. And Farrakhan is what? How old is he? 79? I think I think I saw somebody who was born in 1933 or something. So yeah. I don't I don't know what the math is off hanging off the top of my head, but he's been around long enough to see a lot of things and to do a lot of things. And there's not much I can say he's done other than has have uh, gatherings of people and they do absolutely nothing of any significant value. I remember when uh, I, I personally had moved back to New York in 1985. I think it was 1985 that, oh, Minister Farrakhan is going to be at Madison Square Garden. This is his first return to New York since, you know, the time of Elijah Muhammad. And, you know, everybody's waiting to hear, you know, oh, the great Minister Farrakhan is already, you know, the same situation where, People have died, you know, because of police brutality, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I don't remember if, uh, uh, yeah, I think Reagan, Reagan, I think Reagan was in office uh, then. I think he was in office then. And, uh, you know, just all the stuff that was going on. It's like, you know, people wanted, they wanted so badly for something to save them. And they went and... He got up there and popped up uh, some power products. You know, I mean, okay, maybe it was a product that was before its time, you know. I mean, because it's something that could work. It should work. People should support something if it's a product that we are, you know, circulating that money and, and the things that we need amongst ourselves. Why it didn't work, I don't, I don't, maybe he didn't have the manpower that he has now, and I don't know what his manpower is now, but it's, it's enough people tend to get online sometimes and they, they act like they got this big roar, like, you know, oh, yeah, the Nation of Islam, and you, you see these videos of Savior's Day and uh, big auditorium packed with people and uh, arena with people thousands of people and it's like, you know, why y'all didn't why y'all didn't make this work? You know? Why y'all didn't make it available, you know, for people so that, you know, you can make it work. If you have people who who are brothers who you claim and they big they big tough guys when, you know, uh they defending the minister, you know, there's always those. They defending the minister, they big tough guys. <clears throat> Most of the time, people don't want to answer questions 
because I guess they're superficial. They they can't think for themselves. Uh, you know, I don't know. I'm just trying, I mean, to I, I, out, trying to figure out a reason why. But it's like you, if you're this tough guy, if the Nation of Islam is so big and bad, why is Minister Farcom been in Chicago? He's been there, I mean, pretty much uh, since uh, he left New York. Why is Chicago one of the cities that has one of the highest uh, rates of death in our communities, of our people? The schools are closing. And not only uh, is Farrakhan and the Nation of Islam there, but uh, Al Sharpton, I believe, moved there along with uh, Jesse Jackson has been there. So, uh, you know, I mean, I believe in mathematics and science and, you know, things kind of making sense in, in, in those type of ways. But fairy tales and wishes and hoping and bean pies, you know, I, I can't get into that. Mm-hmm. Um, can I interject something? I'm glad you brought up the term science uh, and mathematics. Of course. Of course. Yes, um, clearly there's an equation that all these individuals that um, moved to Chicago um, and you'd see the result is a zero, then, you know, for some of these individuals that are, quote, unquote, in the in the limelight doing nothing and you see the result is zero or, or negative, that's pretty much an equation right there. It's telling you that um, maybe a lot of folks might want to look on a different way for quote unquote if you want to call it savor savior or saving themselves. Here's mm-hmm. what I mean. I've mm-hmm. never seen and, and this is considering the million man march. And I haven't really been a proponent of any kind of marches. Um I, as Dr. John Henry Clark says is so wearing out shoe leather. Um because usually when a person's talking it's usually um the op- polar opposite of things that they're doing. In other words, the more they talk the less they do. Uh it's just common you know either you're speaking you're you know march or you're doing that or you're out there i haven't seen a lot of guys in the trenches like they're fighting war they're fighting okay the talking usually is is secondary to them saving their lives and shooting bullets um the thing is is uh i've never seen and maybe you guys can help me out with this i've never seen a whole group of mics go to a snake and tell that snake and try to beg the snake for justice or else or anything of that nature and say, would you stop eating me, Mr. Snake? And matter of fact, paying for privilege, you know, whether it's gas, water, hotel rooms or anything to the snake and saying, please, Mr. Snake, you're eating a lot of us and we need justice from you and the rest of the snakes. Now, I don't take drugs, and I'm pretty sure if something like that happened, it would be the result of drugs um, or seeing that. Um, I, you know, I don't want to be facetious, but I have to, because clearly um, marching, and especially if the first Million Man March didn't really produce results, because you saw what happened after that, nothing. As a matter of fact, we digressed in terms of business, and we were getting shot even more. The second Million Man March, or the incarnation of, clearly didn't produce anything, because even in a hometown, nothing's going on. So if I was, like you said, math and science, Bring that back. If I were to add something up and I, you know, or multiply something, 
and I multiplied it by zero, and the results so far have been zero from multiplying millions of whoever else, I might be going on a limb on this one, but I think that you might have a common equation there of a third one creating a result of zero. Okay, simple math. Here's mm-hmm. the deal. I don't care if there's a million or if there's uh, a thousand of them in a, in a mosque somewhere in the middle of Chicago with the Nation of Islam and the Fruit of Islam, or if it's nine black folks in a church, one white boy, one peckerwood, whatever you want to call it, can walk in there, and they usually have. If one so-called cop walked in and said, all you N-words, get up against the wall, they would do it. No different mm-hmm. than one devil cracker that went into a church and killed nine black folks. I have a feeling that there might be a different thought process that we might want to achieve if we want to survive this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Uh, I, I meant, you know, just on, on this subject, I, I posed the question to a lot of uh, males who, who were defending the march, and, and I just said, I don't see the logic in it. Okay, you're going to march a million unarmed black men with the agenda of justice or else. What is the or else? That's true. What is the or yeah, else? I, thank you Wait. for that. I was wondering if we're prepared for that. I would, I would, I would, I would, I would, I would say this, sister, that uh, to me, if a man, a male, if a male needs a message from another man, he's got to go all the way to Washington D.C. to be told how to be a man. He needs to crawl up under the bed and shut the fuck and wait up. Till, exactly, wait till the fight is over. Uh, because I, I can't, I just don't see, um, I, I just, I don't support the march because I don't see the logic in the march. As the other brother just mentioned, this is like the third march. We've been marching for 50 years and achieving no results. That's insanity. It's that. a time to action. It's, it's, it's a time to act. It's not a time to keep threatening these white folks or else, or else what? Do you mean to tell me that you're going to walk a million people, going to walk the soles off their shoes, a million strong, to go tell these white people we want justice or else and they nobody armed, but you can guarantee that they're going to have just as many officers out there in riot gear waiting for you million unarmed black men to walk on Capitol and tell them you want justice or else. And they're looking at you like fools saying justice or or else what? What is the what part? There is nothing behind it. Well, honestly, I, I, I believe that in my heart, I believe that we wouldn't have to be armed, honestly. If we were united as we needed to be, we wouldn't have to be armed, honestly. The only reason why I definitely do agree with you, though, because I know that the unity isn't there and the solidarity isn't there for us, for us to be with the same mind frame that we need to be in order to face these crackers unarmed. But if we did stand strong and, and had the same solidarity and we had the right leadership moving forward, we could actually we would be able to actually go to Mark Washington and say we want justice or else unarmed. And if we knew that we had the right hearts and minds, say knowing when I say this, this is knowing that you're fighting for your freedom. And I say that to say that if you're fighting for your freedom, you know that the ultimate price of your freedom is death. So I say that to say that if you go into a war, you need to know what you're going into a war facing. We don't, we're not at that point yet as a people where we feel strong enough to, to land.
stand on each other's, each other's back and say that I am my true brother's keeper and I can walk to, to the devil and face the devil unarmed with my brother and not even worry about the outcome because I already know that the energy is going to justify the means. We don't have that mindset yet, and that's, that's the reason why I kind of I definitely agree with you behind, like, this Million Man March. I, I, it's like I want to believe in it, but like you say, what's the real or else? What, what are they providing to say the or else what? What are we going to do? They're not even providing us that. So you're right. It's like yeah. a, blind, a blind battle saying what? We're making demands but with, with, with nothing. Exactly. He's leading a bunch of men into basically, like you said, into a blind battle where he can go and match wit with the white men. And at the end of the day, he matching wit with these crackers and say to puff his chest out and say, yeah, I know more than you know. But what are you doing with that knowledge and the wisdom that you, that you so-called possess if your people are still in the same state that they are, but you got these men, a million men strong, willing to follow you to Capitol Hill to demand our rights. Exactly. But you're not, you, can't, you can't broker power deals to make an effective change in the black community. And just as sure as my name is Keisha, just as soon as they march, when they leave, another cop is going to kill another black person. And then they're going to be formulating another march in another two years only for more black people to continue to be slaughtered at the hands of these crackers. When he is in a position of power to make power moves, broker power deals that will benefit the community. Well, when you sell these crackers, justice or else, that or else needs to be needs to be something because the solidarity is there with the million strong. Yeah, you're right. Right. Go right. Thank you. Well, let's yes. let's, let's let's look at the whole the whole uh, nuts and bolts of of this event. First of all, is it, it, it wouldn't be a march. The first one wasn't a second one wasn't a march. It's just a gathering of people. And the uh, and what what do they call that? The uh, and that lawn area there, uh, kind of uh, uh, I forget what they call it, but it's kind of like the Great Lawn or something. I don't know whatever they call it, but uh, it's not really a march. Uh, I, I I I stated this before on a on a post I think uh, yesterday. The first march. And, you know, some people could disagree with marching. And, you know, for those who might not know, there's different types of marches. Every marching about singing, we shall overcome. Some marches, you know, there's some blows thrown. And there's mm-hmm. some, some, some things done that, uh, you know, people are expressing their right to self-determination and self-defense. And so... Uh, I've participated in, in, in quite a few of those. And uh, sure, for the most part, we, I mean, we, we unarmed, we standing against, you know, police who have guns and all of that. But there's a, uh, there's a saying that one of the brothers from back in the day who since moved on, and he said, let's take their guns and be men, okay? And that is what goes on all over the world with people who are being oppressed. Mm-hmm. They take the weapons of their enemy and they use them against them, okay? At one point uh, during the history of the Nation of Islam, uh, cops tried to storm inside the uh, mosque, and they were forbidden to be allowed in with guns. And these crackers persisted to 
act like, you know, they were the hillbillies that, you know, are doing the kind of things that they're doing today. They came in, the cop was shot with his own gun, okay? He's dead. Brother Stan stood, stood trial, and he beat the case, okay? So certain things, you know, just uh, militarily, you know, I leave it like that. But the first, the very first time that Minister Farrakhan, let me just give a little, a little uh, history of an event, okay? Around the time that Tawana Brawley, uh, for those who don't know Tawana Brawley, she was a teenage girl who uh, alleged that she was raped and kidnapped for several days and left in the woods inside of a plastic bag with feces smeared on her, okay, uh, raped, uh, et cetera, et cetera, uh, claiming that some of the people involved in law enforcement and uh, the New York in the Newburgh uh, area of New York, people gathered from New York City to come up to support those brothers and sisters up there. People got on buses and went up there, and people before that organized and went inside the communities, passing out flyers, telling people what was going to go on so people could come out to support it. People gathered at the church. We got to the church that morning, and people uh, who were part of the police department had gotten together with uh, the Nation of Islam security people, who I'm not even sure where the hell they came from, but they had never been involved in none of the organizing, and they came up there like they wanted to take over the shit. And they, they was like, oh, well, uh, people are going to be uh, first before they come into the church because Minister Farrakhan is coming. Who? Huh. And nobody invited him up here. If he wants to come and participate, he's going to be just like everybody else that's here. And that's what was done. And that was the very first time that he was made to march, okay, participate with the people. Sure, his little security people was around him, but it wasn't going to be how they thought it was. It wasn't going to be, oh, oh, Minister Farrakhan's here. Everybody's going to get checked at the door. But that's the kind of mentality that some of these people have. But my point is just that if you have – a entity that is paramilitary, why is it necessary for people to go to Washington, D.C. to get marching orders, what they need to do in their own communities? Probably every week he gets on and speaks to his people around the country via telephone and talk is cheap nowadays. He could get on he could get on talk shoe. He can get on blog talk radio. He can get on Facebook. He can get he can get on anything. They got their own newspaper. Put the message out what it is you want to do. What is it you want to do? 
Do you want yes. us to do what you want us to do, or do you want to hear what we want you to do, what we want to do? These people have these Malcolm X, Martin Luther King complexes. I believe that's what it is. They want to gather the people, and they want to have these great speeches, and, and they want that moment. But like you said, you can do that same thing right now on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Well, not Instagram, but pretty much any of these social media outlets if you've got a real message. And it could, be, it could be out today. You're right. That message could be out today as opposed to waiting 10, 10, 15. But I'm not going to lie. I am. You, you made a great point earlier talking about how it's the children, it's the, the youth that's, um, that's really they're the ones that's really in charge of it. And it's funny because I was even watching, um, I got caught into watching a show um, called Wayward Pine. And it's funny because within this show, certain elements spark me because it, 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 it kind of relates to today in certain ways with zombies and not zombies, but like dead people outside and the earth changing and stuff. And they did it the same way where it was like the next generation, the new generation of the kids were the ones who they were really revealing the truth to. Because they knew that a lot of the adults weren't ready to accept it. Because when they tried to um, unlock the adults to the truth before what was going on in the town, some of them killed themselves, some of them destroyed the town. So they knew that the only way to do it really was by the kids. I say that to say this: I am trying to at least try to organize something with some of my youngsters to go out there just for them to get some. Some like you said, some people get to get beat in the head, and a lot of people don't get to see some things that's outside of their own neighborhood, not outside their own neck of the woods. And within my own YBS uh, thing that I started, uh, my Young Black Scholars little program that I started, I have a couple of scholars from different states. And really I'm using this as a way just to, for me to be able to organize with them and, and actually meet some of these people one-on-one um, -on -one and be able to, to talk more and, and, and meet with them on a personal level as opposed to just an Instagram, Facebook, social media level. So I'm using it for that. I'm using that for my own purpose. Um, and I, honestly, that's that's like like I, you always, you know me as far as now. To me, um, marching and protesting those to me, I consider those my battlefield. Those are my little football fields right there. So that's where I go to work at. That's, I, so I'm going there for my own purposes, like networking and things like that. Not necessarily for a message, because to me, the message is already clear. The message has already been put out there. Uh, like my brother said earlier, we, I can communicate what their message is to us. So I don't need anybody really to tell me what's going on, but it's going to help me in order to, to get with my own youngins because I know that these, these are the ones that they can go back and spark other brains, and they're already on to it anyway. It just, it just helps to be able to uni, unify and solidify the things that we already been saying by putting it, you know I mean, in, in a physical form as far as meeting each other. Um, Brother Aries, what was the name of that, that show again? Oh, no, it's not a show. It's an organization that I started called Young Black Scholars, a.k.a. YBS, because I like to say why bullshit. A lot of people bullshit. So, like, my slogan is my slogan is like YBS, and I said that a lot. And so I, from now, I started an organization called Young Black Scholars. The black, uh, B-L-A-Q, good and leadership answering questions. So, oh, like, I, a lot of... I, I, I meant you said you were watching something called Wayward Pines or something oh, yeah. like that? Yeah, Wayward Pines. It was a show that came on Channel 5, and... It really had to do with the world changing, um, the world changing, like, and, and somebody, like somebody, a scientist, whatever, it's like a fake Noah's Ark kind of scenario as far as somebody saving a bunch of humans from the planet, um, from Earth, because the Earth changed and people evolved into, like, some kind of, some, people evolved into, like, savages pretty much. 
and it was like a, a, a handful of people that were pretty much saved, no all kind of situation. But the way they started bringing it about, it was, it was by M. Night Shalomon. It was actually pretty interesting, but I related as far as just watching different signs and relating it to today. And I was just looked at it in a certain way, the way they were bringing up the youth and talking about how relating them the information and things like that. And I was like, hmm, that's very interesting. But it was called Wayward Pines. Hmm. Yeah, and, and it's on your organization, Young Black? Oh, Young Black BLAQ. Okay. And that's BLAQ, right? Yes, BLAQ. I'm glad you said that because um, well, we'll go on two different subjects that you guys had brought up real well. One was marching and the other is the youth. We'll start with the youth. Um, right now we're at a, at a very pretty much a crossroads of the people, whether we're going to be on this planet much longer. Okay, a lot of folks don't want to realize that and see it, but we've got um, other nations that are taking every resource both not only on the African continent, but even, you know, people being gentrified, in, whether it's New Jersey or New York or, 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 or Detroit. It doesn't matter. So we are definitely being moved off this uh, globe right now. A lot of us don't see it. Um, when you were talking about the Jews, I started thinking to myself, I remember that a lot of those young folk in the 60s, they were trying the revolution in the 60s and the 70s, and then I started thinking about even in the 80s and 90s, you know, a little bit. There was the youth were at the forefront, and then I was thinking um, there was a, a beautiful brother back in the day, in the 1700s. I think even he was, I think he was in his 20s or early 30s, real young cat by the name of Nat Turner. Um, and then I started thinking about all the youth that were at the head of a lot of revolutions, and then I started and, and a revolt, for lack of a better term. And I started thinking again, where's the problem? Okay, I always like to say, not necessarily just the problem, but I like to do the math. Or, or as you were saying, Brother Nat, about the science and mathematics. Um, and then I saw this video of, a, of a, I think she was either Iraqi or a Syrian grandmother. She must have been in her 70s or 80s. And she was a, a bomber. You know, she was fixing to go kill some of, I guess, the ISIS or someone like that. And she was, and ISIS was like, she's not a youth, but she's got a will to survive. She knows that she's being moved off this planet and have to do something to make sure her and those that are around her. And then I started looking at the quote-unquote female bombers that are, you know, the, uh, out of Chechnya, and some of them were not used. And I started thinking to myself, that will to survive. And I started doing some math, and I started, you know, just some very simple math, and to trying to find out where is the problem. Um, I don't care if we're at the age of one, a youth, or a hundred. Right now, we're in a very, a very precarious position, even though a lot of folks might not agree and might not want to know this, but a very precarious position as African black folk to be on this globe. Um, whether the young folks are at the front of the line or those who are 79 at prayer time at the front of the line, they communicated to us that they want to physically take us off the planet. Um, we may have to, and I might be wrong, but a high probability we may have to get physical, and I, if, I, if you really want me to get cancer, I'm going to say we better start learning the techniques of those who are getting physical, whether it be that 100-year-old, you know, grandmothers of Chechnyan or, or others that do want to stay. If we're going to be around, we may have to. I'm not just going to say may. It's long time overdue for us to start mirroring those actions against those who have done what they've done to us for, well, like, so far five centuries that I know of, and then some. On the other hand, marching. That that word, even in and of itself, kind of like it, you know, I, it makes me just, it kind of makes me a little sick. Because when I think of marching, there was a movie called March of the Penguins. A lot of times folks, you know, there's a month called March. 
a lot of folks, you know, march yourself to bed. You know, there's, you know, I, I, I hear that, you know, marching, you know, there's you know, a parade. And then there's marching that are military. And they march because they're getting ready for war. They're getting ready to fight. They're, ready, they're getting ready to take some lives. And there's absolutely no such thing as sympathy or innocence when you're trying to fight for your survival. There are no limits. Mm-hmm. They've proven that to us. How come black folks are on this sojourn of marching? And we're not going to bed. Um, we're not penguins. There, there is no more. We only got a, a, a month, but that's February called black, you know, whatever. Uh, we're definitely not going to war. There were some other folks that marched that didn't do war. marching for their, for their physical survival. And they marked Don't these folks into others. I might be wrong, war. but I have a – I'm sorry? And some of us are going to war, my brother. Um, there's a brother that I've been um, I've been working with for a long time, back and forth, on and off. My, uh, his name is Brother Shaka Shakur. And he's definitely stepped up his efforts. Um, he, he worked, he went, well, I used to work with a few survival programs, but now he started, some, he started a thing called the Black Soldiers. Um, I guarantee you, we – we're getting ready for war. Believe that. And it's the reason why I say, like, certain things I like to go through because these are little battlefields. You, you win small battles. And you win small battles. It's what you look for. Some people go to get a lot of things out of it. Like I said, I'm not going there to get I'm like, I'm not going to go here, nor do I go to any other march or protest, whatever they want to call it, a rally, in order to, to strengthen or unify. That's not, cause that, that, a lot of that is falsehood. But what you do is go and play and play and strategize. Um, I, I advise everybody because my brother, he's doing, he's setting up his efforts. He's doing a lot more work. He's even, he's, he's not a younger brother. He's not a younger brother himself. He's an older brother to go with the point. But he's definitely setting an example right now for the way, for the new era of what's going to be perceived as marching. And it's not, it's not, you said it perfectly, when people march, it's supposed to be for war. You're not supposed to be marching necessarily for peace. And I say you march peacefully, but you're not supposed to be marching for peace. And I, he, he's actually on YouTube now. Um, he's still making waves, and I know he's going to be down there too. I'm going to try to hook up with him also. But we all, you made a great point. I just want to say that, that yes, when you march, you're supposed to be marching for war. I don't know what people have been doing before, um, but you're right. And I, I know that he's definitely, the black soldiers, he's trying to do something, and like, that just shows me if, if he's trying to do something, I know that there's small pockets of others that are trying. But I can see that, no, we're definitely marching for war. I don't know what some people are doing, but I know as far as on the side of people that I'm walking with, we march for war. That's beautiful. I mean, this is, I mean, because either, right. either we're going to march for war or going to be marched into the ovens. That's, it's that simple. And I remember they marched some hook-nosed bag-leading Jews into ovens, and I hope we don't go out that way. I'm sure we're not going to, as long as we got folks like you. I'm pretty sure we're not going to go that way. Right. And, and another and, and another point you know, we, we have to uh, train our youth. That's one thing these crackers doing. They got their kids out in the woods and they teach them how to survive. How many of us uh, have actually taught our children survival instincts um, to know how to survive? Because a, a war is imminent. If we, like you said, um, if we are to survive, a war is imminent because they are trying to push people that, that are the same color as us, black people, they're trying to push us off the face of the planet. This is a global extinction. This is not just in America. This is a global extinction. Um, the Israelis are attacking the Sudanese. Every, everywhere you go across the globe, blacks are under attack. Um, 
This is something that's just not a, a fight. We have to teach our children to survive. Not to, I'm not saying to put them in the war, but they have to know how to survive. Because trust and believe, there are no rules in war. And just as soon as as as, as a war pop off, you have just as many 9- and 10-year-old white boys, crackers out there shooting up our children, as you have their fathers out there shooting up our families. Um, Thank you so much. Yep, you're that, so that, right. That's very, I mean, that is just, that's a very, that's a reality of war. And we, we have to teach our children to survive. We also have to pre- prepare our homes. We need to stockpile water, non-perishable food, plan our own food because war is imminent. And we are too tied into this economical system. So when war comes, the first thing that will go, the first way you attack a people when you want to weaken them is to weaken their resources. If you don't have resources, how can you survive? If you don't have food, water, and shelter, you, how can you survive? When you have the women and the children have to have those things. Every home needs to be prepared. Every black home needs to be prepared. White people stockpiling water by the cases. It has to be prepared. We have to have water. We have to have food. You, you, it's hard to fight a battle on an empty stomach. We have those are the resources that we have to have. You have to have a water resource. We're going to have to have those things. That's, I, I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm just hoping this thing is being recorded, Brother Nat, because this is probably one of the most important, you know, programs that I've heard in, in quite some time. Um, you know, I, uh, because basically simple preparedness um, for war is probably the last vestige of what we have, not marching, speaking, and preaching, mm-hmm. teaching the young brothers to become soldiers. Um, and I'm glad you said that because I, I was watching this. You know, I, I go with a lot of preppers and, and uh, survivalists and, you know, get a lot of ideas. And many of them will leave their children or their spawn, excuse me, because they're not human. They'll leave their spawn out in the middle of the forest with, like, a, a knife and a rope. And they'll right. say, I'm going to come back and get you on Sunday. You know, and that's what they do. They'll leave them out there wherever they take them, and they'll say, I'll come back and get you on Sunday. And then a lot of these, and this is not just the um, – one occurrence. This is a normal thing, especially in the you know uh, definitely in the rural areas. But now they're starting to do it just right out at the church, you know, and saying you know here I'm gonna give you this. Here's your knife. Here's your rope, and you know I I I can pick you up. And you know this plan has definitely um, learned. Not only are we preparing for quote unquote defense, but one thing that black folks, especially the religious amongst us, whether it's either Christian or even the Farrakhan, which is Clearly, why it hasn't really produced anything is not preparing for offense. I'm going to say it again, mm-hmm. not preparing for offense. This cracker that went in and killed nine of us, that was an offensive move. Uh, the, the, the media that they have, uh, that was an offensive move. Even the folks that uh, the Islamists that knew that the offensive move of Charlie, that Charlie Headbow, those devils, you know, writing up their, you know, writing the uh, cartoons of the so-called Islamic society. That's an offensive move. All these other folks have been doing so many offensive moves. Other nations and other religions, Arabs, you name it, and I have no love for Arabs or anyone else, but they fight offensively. They said, you're going to hit us with an offense, we're going to hit you with an offense. And they go in, they, they kill their cartoonists, they bomb their whatever it is, they, you know, the shootings of black churches and the, and the burnings that are happening as I'm talking to you, because two more have happened tonight in South Carolina. I think it's South Carolina. I mean, as I'm talking to you, that's an offensive move. Black folks not only don't have a defense, 
with, with the exception of, you know, some, you know, very loquacious, long-talking reverends and preachers and, you know, charismatic, uh, quote-unquote, leaders, leaders, excuse me. Um, but to say often, many will run under the door. I have to be real, and I know, you know, the NSA will probably be at my door tomorrow, and if they are, if I could take two of them out, cool. Um, you know, I mean, hey, if I two for one, hey, I don't mind. Um, the thing is, when I say often, is black folks got to be getting ready to have that quote-unquote, uh, for lack of a better term, al-Qaeda slash ISIS slash al-Shabaab, you name it, mentality. In other words, mm-hmm. no more defense, no more sitting back and waiting for someone to go ahead and speak and preach. The time, like what they did with the Chechens, went in and uh, killed a bunch of those Russians, the time when the ETA out of, uh, out of uh, uh, Italy or, I think, or Spain or whatnot went in and did what they did, or the IRA, they changed things in their territory or what they considered for their own peace. They changed it because they said it's time for us not to fight back but to fight, period, which is something yeah, clearly hasn't been done since, you know, the days of Nat Turner and, uh, and you know, Gabriel Prosser. And, I mean, clearly offensive or the Haitian Revolution. Right now, black folks not only learning defense, and, and definitely preparing and making sure, as you said, that when the resources are gone, we're gone. Now's the time, and it's unfortunate that many of us are scared, is to start thinking of stealing their resources, killing them for it, mm-hmm. bombing them mm-hmm. for it, taking them out. They're, they're very, very, uh, 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 for lack of a better term, they're very, very uh, uh, public, okay, just as public as we are getting shot in their churches or getting shot, you know, traffic stops or mysterious uh, deaths in sales. That's quite public. Not only that, but also talking to other nations who were their enemy as well, like Iran, Syria, North Korea, China, Russia, Venezuela, uh, Zimbabwe, Haiti, you name it, and saying, hey, guys, hey, Syria, we're, we're, gonna, we're in the belly of the beast uh, called, you know, United Snakes or its minions, and we're giving it E. coli to make it a little thicker. Um, we don't have to love anyone else. But for our own survival, I'm pretty sure if uh, we're fighting on the inside and they're fighting on the outside, I might be wrong, that I'm, but I have a feeling that we might make some more gains than a million men watch. Well, I know we're about to be closing soon, but um, I was preaching what you said about the Nat Turner, but before we get to Nat Turner, we have a thousand people that want to see Nat Turner's out here. We have to start getting to the, the people who want to build also because that's one of the reasons why I'm trying to teach some of the scholars is that right now what people can do is helping each other in our own hoods. That's one thing we do with the People's Survival Program. You know, you, you can find programs where you can feed, help feed your own, uh, like we say, also bring up all the time, buying black-owned. We have to start bringing the money back into ourselves also. So everything, we want to talk about revolution, but we're going to do that. We're going to have to talk about it on all realms and all spectrums not just the natural level, although because we have a bunch of people that swear that they're ready. That time is going to be proven. I mean, that time is definitely going to come. But the question is, when we already take everything back, how are we going to be able to fend for ourselves? And that's one thing that we also have to make sure we don't forget with going forward and trying to be revolutionary and trying to say that we want to take back what's ours. We have to also know how to take care of each other and buy back into each other and give back into each other. So that's, what, that's, that's some of the things. That's why I tell you guys, I'm saying this. I've mentioned it before. I want guys, people, please to like look at Brother Shaka Shakur because he's done a lot of good work within the past and now. I don't have no regarding along with some of his methods, and but at the same time, we 
we all in the same fight together. All of us might not all have the same way and views of doing this, but we're all in the same fight together. And right now, I'm definitely applauding this effort for stepping up. And I, I think that everybody should look into Brother Shaka Shakur and his effort and his school survival program that the Black Panthers used to have before in which we were helping to feed each other and, and, and donating food and doing these um, donating clothes to each other. So we need to look at all forms of, of revolutionary um, actions. I just wanted to say that before we got out of here, Brother Annette, because I know that time is running short. Uh, well, I think because we got started a little late, we, uh, we still probably maybe got another, maybe another half an hour. Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe less than a half an hour. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I think all the ideas that we have that are reasonable, workable ideas, these are things that should be put forth uh, like I said, I don't, I don't know what the plan is for this million man march, but we we need we as a people need to let Minister Farrakhan and the Nation of Islam know that of his people who claim to be so you know militarily and you know. <clears throat> discipline uh, in terms of uh, security, they need to start making their presence on, uh, you know, the streets of our neighborhoods and you know, mm-hmm. doing patrols, you know, even if you come in with a newspaper and a bean pie, <clears throat> maybe people will be inclined to, you know, buy the paper if you start, you know, showing like you're doing more than just trying to get people's money and, and, and run back home, you know, because, you know what I'm saying, you, you could do that at church, you know. People do that, been doing it, you know. That's nothing different than what's been going on. You got to go. Yeah, religion is just a pimp. It's, just, yeah, it's a pimp. It's it pimp people's pockets. That's it. Yeah, you got to go with pockets for the people. Yeah. Feed the but, people. That's what, you know, that's what we need. If, if you really want to feed us, protect us, I mean, you know how you come, you ask me for tithing when my light bill do, and I, I'm paying my tithes faithfully. When my bills do, you gonna, I, y'all bring my bill to you, you want to pray over it? No, my bill needs to be paid. I mean, it's just instances like that that just completely uh, dissolve what religion is supposed to be about. You know, it's, it's a pimp, you know, while the preachers are getting richer and the congregation is continually getting poorer. That's just that. That's my stance. Only you, you, you're constantly paying ties into something that is benefiting this person to come give you a message that keeps your mind oppressed. Yep. One oh. of uh, one of the things that uh, <clears throat> that I posted uh, uh, last night was just in regards to uh, uh, peace. To okay. Uh, uh, the whole thing with Farcon. One, one of the things that bothers me is his. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't see any consistency. And and honestly, you know, I I, w- I would have to call him a kind of like a hypocrite and and really an opportunist because uh, in in the time after Malcolm X had been assassinated, uh, you know. Many people from the Nation of Islam, him included, held the view that, oh, Malcolm was a hypocrite and, oh, a hypocrite gets, you know, 
you know, treating him like he's a, a national traitor or whatever. But when you look at it, if Malcolm was no longer in the nation, then how could he be considered a traitor? Okay? If you decided to, you know, say, oh, we don't, we, we don't want him here no more, then he's not a part of you. So do you have a right to uh, shed his blood? Oh, because he didn't know some things or whatever, and he exposed some things about uh, some teenage girls who uh, had children with, with, uh, with uh, Elijah Muhammad. And what's interesting <clears throat> that, you know, kind of came more clear in my mind was that uh, although before Betty Shabazz had uh, died, she had a meeting with Farrakhan at the Apollo Theater, I believe it was, and that was mostly uh, her motivation was because her daughter was being held uh, as being charged with an assassination attempt against Farrakhan. So he, you know, he he claimed he didn't want to see that happen. So he used the opportunity to try to get support out of those who loved Malcolm more than they loved him or the Nation of Islam. So Betty Shabazz dies, and uh, then uh, I think it's Mike Wallace on 60 Minutes had a meeting with uh, Atiyala, uh, I think her name is uh, Shabazz, the oldest uh, daughter of uh, Malcolm and Betty, and Farrakhan. So that was her first time confronting him, and he was kind of like he was apologetic and, you know, whatever, you know, he might have said that, you know, may have, uh, you know, fanned the flame. Okay, you might not be able to say you know his his finger was on the trigger, uh, but sure, okay, he 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 admitted having some responsibility. Okay, but then after that, one of the Savior days, he had three of these uh, now grown women who were the women, the teenagers who had these children uh, by Elijah Muhammad, who Malcolm said were not being taken care of, had been uh, uh, ousted from the Nation of Islam because they supposedly committed fornication. And no mention was made who they committed fornication with. But uh, the fact that Farrakhan allowed these three to get up and especially one of them got up there and called Malcolm uh, a hypocrite traitor blah blah called him basically you know almost like everything under the sun other than child of God and uh, part of it is that these three uh, through their children married to Farrakhan's children. Now, if you go back in, in, in some of the history after Elijah Muhammad passed, 
all of this so-called land and farms and businesses and this and the royal house, royal castle or whatever they called it, palace, they called it, all of that began began to uh, become uh, assets that were in despair. You are muted. Y'all there? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So they, they became assets that were in despair. And part of that was that these same women who are now Farrakhan's in-laws had uh, estate uh, lawsuits against the state of Elijah. All recording has been completed. Oh, that's it. You there, brother? Uh, oh, you can hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, uh, I, oh, I think they're okay. Maybe the recording stopped, but uh, I guess the show is. Everybody else still on the line? Call and uh, uh, Keisha. Uh, yeah, so uh, these women had had lawsuits against the estate of Elijah Muhammad. So uh, at that particular time, Farrakhan was still a part of uh, Warif Dean Muhammad, who had taken over what, what his father I had. I person, please. And so uh, basically, I think, to consolidate the estate of Elijah Muhammad. That's why Farrakhan had his children marry these uh, three sisters so that they would be a part and he could be a part now of this so-called royal family and uh, they could uh, benefit off of the this estate that was left around uh, uh, left uh, left by Elijah Muhammad, which a lot of it, uh, you know, basically was it was like more more glitter. It was almost like a lot of these rappers who run around here talking about they got millions and wearing all this jewelry, and then at the end of the day they say, "Oh, I'm, I'm broke," and the jewelry really belongs to the uh, jewelry store. Uh, is just on loan and it's just for show, you know. So that's just a little bit of uh, the story, a little more in depth. Uh, so that's what it be. So uh, yeah, I think uh, Keisha might have got uh, bumped off, but uh, anyway, uh, we're gonna shut it down because we finished recording. And uh, thank everybody for being here, and we'll continue on. I mean. There's still things that we need to uh, make known what we want, what should be done, and put demands on Farrakhan and his community to uh, get down with it. Yeah, the the, the thing is, Brother Nat, is um, we're unfortunately we as a people have been accustomed to talk. 
Mm-hmm. And, and we're very experienced and accustomed to it and very comfortable with it. It's unfortunate, but it's literally clearly the evidence that states it at this, at this particular time. I like to pose questions to everyone and say, what if, uh, not if, when it happens to you, whether, you know, um, one of your loved ones or someone you know or whatnot goes through the same treatment that has clearly been happening and will continue to happen, what will your response be? And I'm pretty sure it's going to be the same thing. You know, it's unfortunate, but that's where we're at in our, in our mindset. It doesn't take bombs and bullets to win a war. It takes a will. Okay, the Vietnamese have proved it. The Iraqi have proven it as we're speaking. The Yemeni has proved it. The, you know, it, it takes the will to want to be around, to say, you know, and I always like to equate it to a little kitten. And it's unfortunate that I have to equate it to something that small. I saw a little child pulled a very, very young, a very small kitten's tail and kept taunting the kitten. And the kitten turned around and scratched it and attacked. Mm-hmm. Someone's been pulling our tail for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Yet a kitten seems to have a little bit more sense. And the kitten didn't attack defensively. It became an offense. And it's unfortunate, I think, because of the uh, accommodation to wanting to have our tails pulled, that pretty soon they're going to pull the tail off and we're not going to survive. I have a feeling for our best interest that we start looking at offense and start behaving like that of a, a it's a very small and very um, small-minded creature, i.e. the kitten, if we want to be around. Well, they're, they're, they're trying to run this uh, gay agenda, which is uh, trying to play with uh, men's tails, so to speak. So, uh, you know, you... You know, you you absolutely right. They're trying to play with our tails, and uh, you know, for those who are men, uh, you need to uh, stand up and uh, get on your feet and uh, start defending. Uh, it shouldn't have to be anybody. It shouldn't have to be any need for you to go to Washington D.C. for you to be told to defend your 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 mothers, your wives, your your daughters. You know what I'm saying? Your children. You shouldn't have to be, you know, told that, you know, if you're a grown man. If you can hear the message, then you should already know that by now. You know, it's common sense, you know. Right. Uh, we're, we're, we're very I'm not, you know, right. for, me, for me personally, I'm not even going to say anything, you know, in regards to if something happened. You know, I've already made that up in my mind a long time ago. So I don't even want to discuss it because I want to be most effective in terms of, Whatever I got to do, okay? Exactly, exactly. Those who, 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 those who preach it don't do it. You know, it's those who do it that don't have to, like you said, they don't have to talk. You know, they just say, okay. You know, it reminds me, I was, um, my mom called earlier, and I had given her a birthday present. It reminds me of something that happened when I was 18. And um, I've been in trouble with the, I'm sure many of us have been in trouble with these cracker woods for a very long time. And I remember one time this cracker was up on the, on the line. And uh, this other little cracker, you know, this bitch was sitting there, told my mom that she couldn't stand on even on her own lawn. And my mom's like, this is my lunch. So she called the cops. This little cracker pig came up, and he's telling my mom that she cannot stand on her own lawn and has to stand off because this little bitch decided that, you know, I'm going to, you know, exhort my power over these inwards. Well, me being, you know, the kind of guy I am, of course, I got in a little bit of a tiff with the so-called, uh, uh, I don't even want to call him off I'm a, this pig. And, I got in a, and my mom is scared crazy because she's like, you know, they're going to shoot you tonight. And I'm like, 
and you're saying, you know, are you saying something? Uh, no, you will stand on your line, and this cracker pig is going to, if he's got to do what he's got to do, at least we're both going out at the same time. We're both wearing wings. And that's not the only time stuff like that has happened, okay? This is, you know, it might be the way I live this planet, so be it. I don't give a shit. Um, the thing is, is like you said, there's a thing of, you know, this this talking is, is over with. Okay, this, this, you know, I mean, the last time I was, you know, I won't say locked away, but on my way was, you know, about about nine years ago. Okay, and that lot, that happened because of a cracker, because the cracker decided to, you know, get in my face. It's not new. Okay, it's, the thing is, is it's time for an offensive measure for us to be around. There is no, there is no other, there's no ambiguity, there is no other way of rationalizing it. Somebody is out here to try to kill black folks off the planet. I don't care if it's a monkey, aliens from Area 51, crackers, or, you know, or camels. Something is trying to get us off this planet, and if you and I are the only two or the only three brothers on this planet to stop it, it's got to be and it will be stopped. It's a hard way, baby. <clears throat> What do you say, brother? Yeah, huh? Huh? What do you say, brother? I said three the hard way, homie. Oh, yeah, definitely. Exactly. Yeah, man, if it got to be that way, man, but we already know that. Like I say, if, if it's at least three people right here trying, then you know that somewhere there's other people trying. So that's one thing that keeps me having hope, and that's one thing I hope that keeps you guys having hope. But believe that, like I say, people are going to be on the offensive, I'm going to keep preaching my brother Shaka Shakur just as a as an example to know that there's people out there. I want you guys to really check that out. For the car, I really want you to check that out because it might put a smile on your face to know that there's brothers out here that's coming out here strapped with bulletproof vests and camouflage fatigue ready to go to war. So, and, and not only that, it, that that's being um, stretched from New York to Baltimore, anywhere there's been uprisings, we've, there's been more black soldiers that have been coming up. Um, oh, beautiful. So, so they're, they're, I, they're, in, they're the front line that's, that's trying to be drawn. Um, so hopefully we can just keep the build, the, 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 how do you say, we keep building that storm, mm-hmm. we keep riding the wave. But believe me, there's a front line that, that's definitely forming. And that's why I really want you to look up um, Brother Shakespeare and the black soldiers. Cause not, for one, he's not hiding. He's not scared, so it's not like he's, he's going to be hard to find him. You can actually YouTube, Google, whatever, and you're going to be able to mm-hmm. find him. And I, I, I feel like it's been a pleasure for me to be able to work for him these years. Well, I, I, I appreciate both of y'all. The, and Brother Nat can tell you, I've been working on this while I've got eyesight to do it, which ain't very much guaranteed, and, you know, it's, it's, it's deteriorating fast. I developed something in the financial world that could get, possibly get us more than we've ever imagined in terms of resources. As Sister Keisha was saying, this is something I've been working on for over 12 years, and I'm going to do it before my eyes disappear. Um, this is what the only reason I do this is so projects like yours and other projects can come to the, come to their fruition. It has nothing to do with trying to get rich, make money, or whatever. No, it's so we can finance our soldiers, our media, and folks that are working. That's the only reason I got into it. So, you know, hopefully that, that you know, that I will definitely take a look at it. And, um, you know, it, it, it's already put a smile on my face because this is the reason why it, I developed what I did. So hopefully, you know, it, it'll, you know, come to fruition. Oh, believe me, it's starting. And that's just one thing that, that keeps me 
hopeful because, like I say, um, it's not about whether people agree wholeheartedly with each other, but when you know that you're on the same side and then you see your comrades doing things, not only does it bring a smile to your face, but it lets you it lets you go further more in your efforts and, and make it, bringing your efforts into fruition. So that's what actually draws together when you're on the same side. And I'm actually drawing more strength from him and Brother Annette and a lot of my elders, and that's why I'm doing the same thing and passing it down to my youngsters. And even from you, you know what I mean? So it's like we're all drawing from each other when we're on the same side, and that's the beauty of us having little forums and things like this. That's the reason why I haven't stopped, honestly. Um, that's the reason why we've been doing this. And God, I guarantee you, we're going we're gonna to see something. That's one of the reasons why, like I said, I might not believe in the, in the Million March that's coming up, but I'm definitely gathering some youngsters because I want to be able to speak to them myself and not only that, meet with some of my other elders. I'm using it as a, as a gathering uh, uh, period, as a gathering experience. It has nothing to do with their message. I'm trying to com- um, convey the message that they already, like you said, that the crackers already showed to us as far as what we, I know, what I feel, what we've been able to do. Because as much as I know people, I have people that I know that are not listening right now. And so I might be able to talk to them, but even right now with this show, they're not even get, able to get the information that, we provided all three of us, all all four of us, even with the sister of all of our brains coming together. So that's the reason why I'm doing it. And maybe that's why some other people are doing it too. But yeah, man, we we here, we doing it. Believe that. Oh yeah, but you put a smile on my face, brothers. I'm gonna go ahead and get offline. You know, right. Matt, definitely, you know, uh, 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 hit up Al when you get a chance, and uh, hopefully yeah, we can yeah. talk sometime this week. All right. Yeah, I'll probably give him a call tomorrow. Uh, I don't know if it's too late now, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll probably give him a call tomorrow during the day. Or okay, I'll, I'll talk with you, brothers. All right, okay, I'll, thanks for calling in. Harry is in, Sister Keisha, I think she's already off, and uh, I'll call her in uh, East Virginia there. And uh, anyone else who is on the line, uh, we'll be back next week uh, and hopefully at a regular uh, posted time. So be well, be safe. Peace. Peace. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.